Do the shadows grip your radio, my friend? Their big, ugly hands slowly reaching out and grasping you next, dragging you kicking and screaming into our world? Or do you welcome our dark, watching wistfully as we pilfer the radio waves, taking you by the hand and leading you gently into the little box we call home? Regardless of whether you are a captive audience or a willing participant, you are here once again for another installment of the Opulence Theater. And we thank you for that. So without any further hesitation, I take you back to the Valiant. Midnight, the bell says, as a reverent hush falls over the city. In this void between the innocents going to bed and the vagrants crawling out to play. But one particular vagrant crawled out a little too early, breaking the important law of nightlife in St. Nowhere. Never wander alone. We find this unfortunate urchin being haunted by that nameless noble, that masked marauder, that being known as the Valiant. And I'm afraid our little friend will not be able to outrun this veiled vigilante. For nobody can outrun justice, because justice is a concept. As the tolling of the bell fades to a dull echo on the breeze, the criminal takes a moment to catch his breath, thinking he's lost his shadow, believing for a moment that he is safe. I thought that maniac had me. Guess it takes more than that to catch old Barker. Yes, sirree, I'm just too quick. Ain't nobody fast enough to... Mr. Barker's gloating is interrupted by a simple rope trap binding his feet and lifting him off the ground. He dangles there, upside down, as a menacing figure steps slowly out of the shadows. Stay away from me, you monster. You maniac. You'll pay for this. Nobody nabs old Barker, you hear? And Barker don't squeal neither, so, so good luck. I ain't telling you nothing. Is that, is that a knife? What, what are you gonna do with that, huh? S stay back. I, I said stay back. Back, you maniac. Help! Somebody help! Help! The night passes slowly, as all nights do in St. Nowhere. But at long last, the day breaks. We find our heroes already hard at work. Sally, Chief Jolson, somebody slipped this note under my door last night. What is it? It looks like a confession. From whom? A fellow named Leo Barker. It seems someone really had him on the ropes last night. This guy named names, gave us locations, all information about this puppet master and his doings. Seems like this guy was a priority man. May I see that paper, Howard? Surely. I thought that name sounded familiar. I filed Leo Barker's report this morning. My boys picked him up last night, or rather, they cut him down. He was hanging by his feet from a simple rope trap. The poor man looked horrified. Was he harmed? A bruise here or there, nothing alarming, though he kept muttering about a knife. Good thing you got this confession, Howard. We can't get the guy to talk at all. Sounds like somebody has our back. I'm pretty sure that somebody is the Valiant. And I, for one, am glad he's on our side. How do you know it was him? Call it a hunch. There's a name in this report that's mentioned a few times. Pims. 
Ever heard of someone called Pims? I can't say that I have. Pims. I know of a Dr. Pims across town. Do you think any of this is linked to that puppet master fellow we're looking for? It's the best lead we have. Perhaps she can tell us a little more about our new prisoner. We'll be sure to ask her all about Mr. Barker. You're coming with us, aren't you, Louise? Oh, I'm afraid not. The role of chief is a little busier than I expected it to be. Tell you what, I'll send one of my boys with you. Darville! You called, Chief? Yes, thank you, Officer. This is Officer Darville. He's new to the force, but he's been invaluable in sniffing out crime dens. I think he could learn a lot from you, too. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Darville. You look familiar, Officer. Have we met before? You can't... Can't say that we have, Inspector. Good to meet you, sir. Don't call me sir. That was my father's name. Let's get moving, boys. We have a doctor's appointment. Yes, I am Dr. Pims. May I inquire who is asking? My name is Sally. This is Inspector Stoker and Mr. Darville. I know this is inconvenient, us barging in like this. Highly. But we wanted to ask you briefly about a Mr. Leo Barker. Do you know him? Barker, Leo. Puncture wound right shoulder, through and through, about three weeks ago. I helped bandage him up. Any idea why he would mention your name in a confession he made to the police? I have an inkling. I help anybody who comes into my hospital, including gang personnel. In fact, I have somewhat of a reputation for this in the city's underbelly. So you're aware the men you're healing are criminals? That's a good point, Mr. Darville. Why are you so keen on helping these men? It is very simple, Inspector. I took the Hippocratic Oath. I must lend aid to those who come to me for it. They all come here, out in the open? That seems dangerous. Well, no. They do not always come to me. I have received the occasional obnoxious house call at 3 a.m., which, as I've said, I must respond to. Those are usually only made by rather, um, important clientele. Oh, really? Doctor, can you by any chance give us a list of those names? Well, I believe I... Doctor, we're here. Ah, gentlemen, come in. Inspectors, these are my, um, colleagues, Mr. Tweed and Mr. Scott. Wow, big fellows, ain't ya? What do you feed them, gorilla food? Doctor... Yes, Mr. Tweed, they were just on their way out. Forgive me, Inspectors, but I'm afraid you'll have to leave now. I have to meet with these, um, gentlemen. What about that list? I'm afraid doctor-patient confidentiality prevents me from giving that out, Miss Sally. Terribly sorry, good day. What a quack. That was a complete waste of time. I disagree, Mr. Darville. I think that list could prove invaluable to us. Yes, and those apes she called colleagues weren't wearing hospital IDs. I don't think they were doctors at all. Do you think they were sent to put pressure on the guy? I couldn't have said it better myself. You boys should head back to the police station and fill in Chief Jolson on our findings. Sounds like a plan. What will you do? I don't feel so well, Howard. I think I'll schedule myself an appointment for tonight after the good doctor has gone home. And so Sally waits, hiding in plain sight until Dr. Pims checks out for the evening. Miss Beretta takes this opportunity to let herself into the doctor's office. I love these older doors. The locks are so much easier to pick on them. Now where are those files? I'm afraid those are not for you, miss. Mr. Tweed, Mr. Scott, I didn't notice you there lurking in the shadows. Mr. Scott will show you out of the office. Don't grab me, you lummox. Take your hands off me. I warn you. Warn us about what? I'm stronger than I look. <laughs> miss Beretta, please put down Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott, tell Mr. Tweed that I will break your neck if he doesn't put down his gun. Tweed, the lady says- I heard what she said. All right, Laney, I'm dropping the gun. I've dropped the gun. Now it's time to drop you! Miss 
Beretta's been gone for nearly half an hour. Should we be worried? Nah, traffic is bad this time of night. She probably got held up. I mean, do you think she's in danger? Oh no, absolutely not. I'd feel sorry for the guy who picks a fight with Sally. Right, Chief? Sorry I'm late. Traffic was hell. Also, I had to triple knot the rope I used to tie up the thugs in the doctor's office. See? Nothing to worry about. What's that in your hand, Sally? This is the list of secret clientele the good Dr. Pims mentioned earlier today. We think they may be linked to high-priority gangsters or even the puppet master. Good work. There's a few addresses listed here, but the most common listing is Alestock Manor. Isn't that the massive abandoned mansion on the outskirts of the city? The very same. I think we may find somebody there who can give us some information. Then there isn't any time to waste. Let's get moving. Chief Louise Jolson, will you be joining us? Mm, on a job as important as this one, I can't afford to let you two have all the bloody fun. That's my girl. Darville, keep things running smoothly here and send some boys to arrest the thugs Sally tied up in the doctor's office. I'll see through it myself. Good man. So the three of them dash off across town to the Alestock Manor that old ghost of wealth and power that lies just outside the city limits. This place is ancient. You said it. I feel like the floors could cave in any second. Let's try to avoid that, thank you. So what are we looking for here? Anything. That list we got from the doctor suggests that this is a safe house for some higher up in a gang. Documents, contraband, anything in this mansion that is even remotely related to the cartels gets us one step closer. Got it. Shall we fan out? Yes, let's. Howard, would you like some company? I think I'll go it alone. You two snoop around on this floor. I'll take the upstairs. Good luck. You gals, too. I haven't found a thing. Neither have I. I'm not sure there's anything here. Just a big old rotting house. I mean, just look at this floor. It could cave in at any minute. It's all uneven, all these bumps under the rug. Almost like... Hinges! Hinges. A secret compartment well spotted. down below the house, shall we? After you. It doesn't go down very far. But this space is huge. This hallway looks like it runs the length of the property. I can only imagine what this place is used for. Louise? Yes, Sally? Do you find it odd that the doctor told us about the patients? Not particularly. But it does seem odd, doesn't it? The doctor didn't want us there, but she told us about her clients right away. Maybe she thought you'd leave faster. But then when those two brutes came into the office, she shut right up. She must have recognized them. But Sally, that makes no sense. Why would she have even mentioned the list if she's working with those two? Because they wanted us to come here. It's a trap. Now! Get down! Thank goodness this table was conveniently here for cover. Otherwise, we'd be Swiss cheese. Damn, it's those two gorillas from the doctor's office. I thought I left them tied up. They must have escaped before Darville got to them. I hope he's all right. Let's worry about us first. Louise, try moving up on the left. Right. Nope, that is not going to happen. They've got us pinned. Damn, I'm out. Mr. Scott, move up. Yes, Mr. Tweed. They're trying to flank us. Sally, try and... Louise! Oh, hell. Louise, get up. Louise, get up, please. They're trying to flank us. Louise, can you hear me? Please, Chief, please get up. Don't do this to me. Don't you dare. Louise, get up. Oh, my. That is quite a lot of blood. Well, this just doesn't look good at all. Thanks for the gun, darling. Let's see if it helps. Is this the end of Sally Beretta? Has Chief Louise Jolson worked her last case? 
Will those gorillas spell out the end for our intrepid heroes? And where is Inspector Stoker at this crucial moment? If answers were secrets, I'd have a few. But alas, they are secrets, so I cannot tell you. Only time can tell. Time, that is, and the Valiant. Thank you, my fellow across the airwaves, for listening to another week's chapter of Our Little Tale. We'll be back before too long, but until then, dear companion, we vanish. It's me, Bradley, here on Alternative Alternative on 91.2 WAQR. Uh, I just got this, like, note under the door, and it says, read on the air, and you're supposed to believe everything you read, so here goes. The Opulence Theater was made possible by WMFO, Sandbox Recording Studios, and the Tufts Podcasting Network. The show was produced by Imogen Browder and Emma Wold, engineered and audio produced by Ben Stern, and written and directed by Ed Rosini. The Opulence Theater theme was composed by Cooper Katz McKim. The Opulence players were performed by Tyler Beardsley, Paxton Crystal, Christina Moore, Grace Oberhofer, Kira Patterson, and Ed Rosini, with Kenny Weitzman as the voice of the Shroud. If you want to learn more about the Opulence Theater or Wavejacked, go to www.wavejacked.wix dot com slash TUTV. Okay. <laughs>